KMTT, Kimitzion Tetzay Torah. And today is Monday, Chafei Elul, 25th day of Chodesh Elul. Today's Shiur is the Shiur of Arav Tavori and the weekly mitzvah. So last week before Rosh Hashanah, the weekly mitzvah will not be connected to Parshat HaShavua, since there is no Parshat HaShavua, but will be connected to Rosh Hashanah. Tomorrow, on Tuesday, we'll have the the usual shiur in Pashat HaShavua, which will not be in Pashat HaShavua for the same reason, but I will uh, complete the series I began on Fridays at the Tefilot of Rosh Hashanah. We've already done Malchiot and Zichronot, so tomorrow in the slot of Pashat HaShavua, I will discuss uh, the Vacha of Shofarot from Musaf of Rosh Hashanah. And now, Arav Benjamin Tabori. This year, Rosh Hashanah will be on Shabbat. And the basic difference between Rosh Hashanah on Shabbat and Rosh Hashanah on a weekday is, of course, that in Rosh Hashanah on Shabbat, you do not blow shofar. On Shabbat, the Gemara explains in the first in the beginning of the fourth parak of Rosh Hashanah, that we do not blow shofar on, Rosh, on Shabbat. The Gemara there in Rosh Hashanah asks, for the, as to the source of this halacha, that we do not blow shofar on Shabbos, and the Gemara has a hava mina. They raise the issue that the Torah mentioned in Parshat Emor, in the first parsha of Moados, of Emor, the Torah says, "Bachodesh Hashvi'i beechad lachodesh, Yelechem Shabbaton Zichron Torah Mekakodesh." On the first day of the seventh month, that's what we have Rosh Hashanah. We have a day of Shabbaton, a day of rest, Zichron Torah, a day that you remember Zichron Torah. You remember the Torah. You remember the Shofar. However, in Bamidbar, in the parsha of Kabanos, in Pinchas, the Torah says that on the day of Rosh Hashanah, Yom Tu'ai Yelachem. Ba'chodesh Hashvi'i Be'chad Lachodesh Mika Kodesh Yelachem. Komalechet Avodah Lota Asu Yom Tu'ai Yelachem. It's a day of Tu'ah. So the Gemara says, what does it mean? And it, is it a day of Chua or a day of Zichron Chua? So the Gemara raises the answer, suggests the answer that on weekday, Rosh Hashanah is a day of Chua, but on Shabbat, it's only a day of Zichron Chua. But then the Gemara rejects this because it would seem from this that there's a biblical law not to blow the shofar on Shabbat, and the Gemara answer comes out with a, a new explanation that really, according to biblical law, you can blow off on Shabbos. However, Rabbanan forbade it because of the Gezerah in the name of Rabbah, the famous edict that Rabbah used in a number of cases, that we're always afraid that somewhere, somehow, a person will carry on Shabbat, he'll take the shofar, into Rishus Harabim, uh, you can be shown and ask uh, any issue of carrying could be involved theoretically. Carrying in Rishus Harabim, taking in out from Rishus Hayachit to Rishus Harabim, but carrying on Shabbat would obviously be improper, 
and we're afraid that someone might do this. So Chachamim said it's better not to blow shofar. As a side point, I always thought it's very strange. According to the people that think that all the big cities have an Eruvin, because they really hold that an Eruv works in a big city, even big cities like Yerushalayim or Tel Aviv, because there's no real Rishus Harabim there. There's no real public domain. And I'm not going to go into the issues of what exactly constitutes a public domain. But it would really seem strange that if there's no Rishus Harabim in the world, except for one or two places perhaps, that Rabbi would make Xera to stop blowing shofar on Shabbos. It always led me to think there must be more Rishus Harabim than is commonly assumed. Be that as it may, we've learned that on Rosh Hashanah on Shabbos, according to biblical law, you can blow a shofar, but Rabbi made a that you should not blow the shofar on Shabbos. However, the Mishnah there on Rosh Hashanah said, this is a din in Gvulim, this is a din outside the Mikdash, in the regular cities. However, in the Mikdash, there's a special law that you do blow shofar. So, what's the reason for this? Why would you blow shofar in the Mikdash? So Rashi there in Rosh Hashanah says, because ain't shavuz by Mikdash. In general, we have a principle that there are no Isur the Rabbanon in the Beis HaMikdash. The, the laws of, that Rabbanon enacted were enacted outside of the Beit HaMikdash. But inside the Beit HaMikdash, the laws of Rabbanon were not formulated at all. Of course, this is a an extension of the principle of Ein Shavud Mikdash because usually Ein Shavud Mikdash means for the purposes of the Beis HaMikdash. If the Beis HaMikdash, the Avodah of the Beis HaMikdash, what, you need, what needs to be done in the Beis HaMikdash has to be done in a way that would somehow conflict with this Yisrael Rabbanan. So we say Ein Shavud Mikdash. It doesn't mean there's no Yisrael Rabbanan at all in the Mikdash. So... Achronim already pointed out that it's a little stretch of the concept to say Ein Shavuz Mikdash to include blowing shofar. We'll return perhaps to this later. The Rambam seems to say that the reason for blowing shofar in the Beis Mikdash is because it, there's the rabbinic authority of the Bezdin there and in a place where there is a Bezdin so you can blow shofar on Shabbos too, the Gezeira, Shemayavirena, the Gezeira, maybe you'll carry it, wouldn't apply to a place where there's a central Bezdin. Of course, the uh, one of the possible differences between Rashi and the Rambam might be that according to Rashi, this would only apply to the Beis HaMikdash proper, whereas according to the Rambam that we know that includes Yerushalayim with the concept of Mikdash, so according to the Rambam, it would seem logical that a person should blow shofar on Shabbos in Yerushalayim. Of course, I'm referring to Yerushalayim b'fnim achamas, Yerushalayim within the walls, which according to the Ramam has some sort of Kedushas Mikdash. It has the Kedusha of, of the, at least the partial Kedusha of the Beis HaMikdash. So, uh, historically also, there were cases where Jews really tried to blow shofar on Rosh Hashanah on Shabbos. And Rav, Rav Zevin, in his book, Moadim Ba'alacha, mentions a whole historical case that happened in the late 19th century where a person wanted to blow shofar and it started a big uh, ruckus in Yerushalayim whether you're allowed to or not and some people say that he actually did it. The person in, in question really closed his windows and blew shofar on Shabbos. Be that as it may, the machlokas between Rashi and the Rambam explaining the Bavli is as follows. According to the Bavli, there's a rabbinic law not to blow shofar on Shabbos 
And therefore, we do not, halacha we do not blow shofar this coming Shabbos, this coming Rosh Hashanah. However, the reason for that is based on the, according to Bavli and Risa the Rabbanan, and in a basic Mikdash, Rashi thinks, ain't Shavuz Mikdash, it's a special halacha of every Rabbanan of the Besam Mikdash, relating to the Besam Mikdash, and somehow the Ramam thinks it's a din in, in Bezdin, and therefore this law might apply to all Yerushalayim. What's interesting is that the Havamina that was rejected in the Bavli is accepted by the Yerushalmi. The Yerushalmi, in general, never has the Gezeira the Rabbah. The, and according to the Bavli, Rabbah's Gezeira applied to Lulav, Rabbah's Gezeira applied to Megillah, Rabbah, Rabbah's Gezeira applied to Shofar. The Yerushalmi for, has a different explanation for all of the above. They do not have the Gzeira of Rabbah at all, according to, in the, in the Yerushalmi. So what's this reason, what's the reason that we don't blow Shofar on Shabbos? Because of the idea that was rejected by the Bavli, because it says Yom Tshua and Yom Zichron Tshua. So if it's a Yom Tshua, then it's on Shabbos, it's on, or it's on the weekday, Yom Zichron Tshua is on Shabbos. And it seems that according to Yerushalmi, there's a Doraisa, that you don't blow shofar on Shabbos. One could raise the question, does Yerushalmi mean you don't have to blow shofar on Shabbos? Or you're not allowed to blow shofar on Shabbos? But according to Yerushalmi, the Torah said Yom Tuah only on weekdays. On, on Shabbat, it's only a Yom Zichron Tuah. So then Yerushalmi goes on and says that if that's true, then why do you blow in the Beis HaMikdash? According to the Bavli, that there's only an Issa Rabbanan to blow in the base, to blow Shofar on Shabbos. So we came across uh, two sources, the Rashi and the Rambam, why you blow Shofar on, in the Beis HaMikdash. But according to the Yerushalmi, that it's Yom Zichron Shua on Shabbos. So why is there a difference between Gevulim, outside Yerushalayim, outside the Beis HaMikdash actually, and Yerushalayim? and the rest of the world. So the Yerushalmi answers, because if we look carefully at the Torah, when the Torah said, Yom Truayyelechem, it's referring to the Parsha of Pinchas. So the Parsha of Pinchas is the place of Karbanos. In the place of Karbanos, the Yerushalmi explains, it's always a Yom Trua. Whereas in the Gvulim, so... On Shabbos of Rosh Hashanah, it's a Yom Zichron Shua. But in the Beis Hamikdash, the Parsha Pinchas, the idea of Zichron Shua wasn't raised. So therefore, it's always going to be a Din Daraisa to blow Shofar in the Mikdash, even on Shabbos. However, in Gvulim, it seems to be that it's not Minatov, it, it is a Din of the Torah, not to blow Shofar on Shabbos. The question that I'd like to raise is, does this mean that there are two separate mitzvahs, blowing shofar in the Mikdash and blowing shofar in Gvulim? I do not mean merely on this particular Shabbos of Rosh Hashanah. I mean on a regular Rosh Hashanah. It's true that in both places we blow shofar. We blow shofar all over on a regular Rosh Hashanah. But according to the idea of the Yerushalmi, that there really are two different halachos, Yom Chua is referring to Yerushalayim, at all times you blow, and in Gvulim, 
you do not blow on Shabbos, perhaps there are two different halachas of blowing shofar. There's one halacha of blowing shofar, the whole every time we blow shofar in, in the Mikdash, and a different halacha in, in, on, in Gvulim. Rav Salavechik is quoted in uh, the volume of Masora, a publication of the uh, Orthodox Union, as quote as suggesting, explaining the difference between the laws of blowing shofar and the Mikdash and Gvulim, and he based it on a idea that there really are separate kiyumim, a separate kiyuma mitzvah, a separate fulfillment of the mitzvah in the Mikdash and the Gvulim. This does not occur by other by many mitzvahs. For example, if a person would eat matzah in the base of Mikdash, or would eat matzah outside the base of Mikdash, I don't think there would be any difference where he fulfilled the mitzvah. One could question by Lulav. If there is a separate kiyum by Lulav in Gvulim, as opposed to Beis HaMikdash, because the Torah says, But that's an issue that I can't go into now. But by Shofar, the Rav quoted this Ravid in on the riff of Sukkah. The Ravid says, Ein l'shofar ikar meforash b'gvulim. Shelo amra Torah Shabbaton zichron tuwa the Ravid pointed out that nowhere in the Torah does it really say that you blow shofar on Rosh Hashanah outside the Beis HaMikdash. The, Torah, the Pasuk of Yom Trua is really referring to the Beis HaMikdash, the Parsha of Karbanos and Parsha Spinchas. However, the Parsha of Zichron Trua is referring to Gvulim, but there the Torah didn't say at all Trua. The Torah said Zichron Trua. It's not Mefurash. So the Rav explained that the essence of the Kiyom of Rosh Hashanah and Shofar is in Mikdash. Even though we'll explain, of course, that Shofar is a biblical law all over, even in Gvulim, but nevertheless, there's a distinction between the Kiyum in the Mikdash and the Kiyum of the Gvulim. Rav Gorin, in his Sefer called Moadei Yisrael, also relates to this issue. And he says that the difference between blowing shofar in the Mikdash has in it a technical issue as well. The Rav uh, really began with this point that in the Beis HaMikdash we blow shofar with Chatzotros. Ba Chatzotros we call shofar a real lifnei HaMelech Hashem. Here the phrase lifnei HaMelech Hashem is referring to the Beis HaMikdash and we say there lifnei HaMelech Hashem in the presence of God in one respect we're always in the presence of God. Melochalaretz Kevodo God's glory is imminent all over. But there's a special concept of Lefnei HaMelech Hashem in the Beis HaMikdash. And therefore, the mitzvah blowing shofar there is Bachatzotos Vekol Shofar. And both Rav Goren and Rav Salavechik have discussed whether the Beis HaMikdash 
the requirement of the Beis HaMikdash Yev reflects the idea that the Beis HaMikdash, the Kim of the Beis HaMikdash is inherently different than the Kim of the Gvulim. Rav Garen suggests as follows. He said that what is the basic message of blowing shofar on Rosh Hashanah? Obviously, there are many, many ways of explaining the mitzvah of shofar, but we'll suffice with one point. Yom Tua Yelachem, the Targum translates the day of Trua as a Yom Yevava. Yevava is explained by the Gemara to mean crying. And we know that the word Vatiyabev, Aim Sisra, the mother of Sisra, cried. So apparently, they hold that we hear in the in the sound of the shofar, we hear a crying sound. And as a matter of fact, the Machlokas and the Gemara, whether a trua is a is a genuchi ganach yolel The Gemara has a discussion whether the sound of the true is actually more of a grunting sound or more of a wailing sound. So the, that question really is: What's the nature of the crying? How do people cry? Different stages of diff- people's lives. Perhaps they die, they cry differently. Children would cry one way. Adults would cry perhaps a different way. But the basic sound of hearing of the shofar may be at least in the Gvulim a concept of crying. Whereas in the Beis HaMikdash the Kiyom of shofar is maybe no crying at all. There's a mitzvah of Chua, a Simcha in the Beis HaMikdash. The the tekiyos lifnei Hashem, the tekiyos that are in the presence of God, reflect the idea of simcha. That when the Torah said, "Uviyom simchaschem uvemuadechem uveroshechachechem uskatem bechatzotzos," the Torah said on days of happiness, the parsha in Baaloscha, the in days of happiness you should blow chatzotzos. So it could be the idea of chatzotzos is a kiyum of simcha, and therefore it would make a lot of sense. On Shabbos, according to the Yushalmi, the biblical law is not to cry. The excess of crying on Shabbos is not appropriate for Shabbos. Therefore, blowing shofar really is not appropriate on a Shabbos. However, that's only because the shofar is a crying sound. And the idea of the blowing the shofar is to, is to cry. But that's with a regular shofar. When you blow in the Beis HaMikdash, somehow, even though perhaps the sounds are very reminiscent, but the idea that you hear, the sound of the shofar should create a mitzvah of simcha. If that would be true, then we could understand simply why, according to biblical law, a person should blow shofar on Shabbos in the Beis HaMikdash, but not blow shofar in the Gvulim. Perhaps we could even use this idea to explain the, the Bavli. We said, according to the Bavli, you don't blow shofar 
in the Beis Hamikdash, you do blow shofar in the Beis Hamikdash because Rashi said in Shavuos Hamikdash, the Rambam said because it's a Malkam Bezdin. Perhaps we could use the same idea. Mid Araisa, it really is. You are allowed to have the crying sound on Shabbos, but the Rabbanan put it in the Rabbanan not to have this sound on Shabbos. But yet the scheme of Simcha of the Beis Hamikdash, they did not want to prohibit, and therefore they would say that even in the in, in Yerushalayim, even though it is an Isad Rabbanan, but in Beis Hamikdash, perhaps Yerushalayim as well, where what would we what we would like to hear is the Simcha of the Shofar, perhaps they would not put a Din Rabbanan to forbid it. To sum up what we've said, why do we blow Shofar in Yerushalayim on Shabbos? It's either because in Shavuz Mikdash according to Rashi, or, according to the Rambam, it's the place of Bezdin. According to Yushalmi, it's a place of Karbanos. It's a place of Simcha. Coming to the entire city, perhaps. Perhaps, according to the Rambam, blowing Shofar the entire city is bringing us to Tzion Berina. With a keem of simcha. This Shabbos, when we blow shofar, when on Sunday, the second day of Rosh Hashanah, obviously we blow shofar. But on Shabbos, we don't blow shofar. Now, generally, we would think we pass in like the Bavli. The Gzeirah of Rabbah really does apply to, Mik, to, to Megillah, really does apply to Lulav. So it would seem that according to the way we've been learning all our lives, on Yushalayim, you, in Beis HaMikdash, you blow Shofar, but in Gvulin you do only because of Dindra Banan. And how would we explain the words Zichron Shuah? Rashi, we just said that according to the Yushalmi, according to the Havamin of the Bavli, Zichron Shuah means that Midaraisa, you don't blow Shofar, on Shabbos, only as a Zichron Shua. So we would explain the phrase Zichron Shua in a different way. Rashi in Chumash, in Vayikra, explains Zichron Shua to refer to the Psukim of Malchias, Zichronos, and Shofaros. Rashi actually says Zichronos and Shofaros. In Balosre, he mentions Malchios. But according to Rashi, Zichron Shua means to remember the, to remember the Shua by saying the Psukim together with the Shofar. And the Ramban on Chumash in Parshas has a whole discussion about this idea of Rashi. But the bottom line is that the phrase Zichron Shua is, has no distinction between, according to the Bavli between Shabbos and, and a, a weekday. Interestingly enough, our davening follows the custom of the Yushalmi, follows the halacha, the source of the halacha that is found in the Havamin of the Bavli, but is actually found in Rishamli. This Shabbos, when we dive in Rosh Hashanah, you'll notice that we say, in the Sidurim, in the Machzorim, it says to add the word Zichron. Normally, on a regular on Sunday, or on a regular weekday, we're going to say, Yom Trua Yelechem. Yom Trua. We'll call it a day of Shua. But on Shabbos, we'll say Zichron Shua. So somehow the davening has accepted the custom or the opinion of the Yushalmi and the Havamin of the Bavli, which is an interesting point. Many people have discussed this issue and raised 
a very serious question about the concept of skipping or foregoing the mitzvah of Shofar on Shabbos. Shofar is such an important mitzvah. Shofar is such a, an inherent part of Rosh Hashanah. The day is called Yom Teruah. How can we give up blowing the Shofar? How can we dispense with the Shofar in Rosh Hashanah? The Gemara in Rosh Hashanah, Dafta Zayin says that Kol Shana Shalom Meriim La Betchilata Meriim La Besofa. Any year in a very cute play on words, the Gemara says Kol Shana Shalom Meriim La Meriim is from the word Trua. A, a year that you do not sound the trua, meriim la besafa, there they use the word meriim from the word ra, that it's bad. And somehow it's a bad omen. A, shof, a, a, a year that you don't blow shofar in the beginning, on Rosh Hashanah, somehow will have a, an unhappy end. So, to dispense with that, on Rosh Hashanah, how do, on Shabbos, how can we dispense with it? So Tosas there already pointed out that the law of living without shofar, of not having a shofar, is when, for some reason, a person did not have an opportunity to blow shofar that particular year. He wasn't in a place, he was ill, he didn't have a shofar, an onus. So although normally a person is not punished for something that he skipped because of onus, a person didn't have a luluf. In the case of an onus, so there would be no punishment for not fulfilling the mitzvah, but somehow, shofar is such an important mitzvah that protects us, that even though we did not have a shofar, bonus, for whatever reason, we were forced into a situation, we wouldn't have a shofar, somehow it would be a bad year. But this does not apply to Rosh Hashanah on Shabbos. On Rosh Hashanah and Shabbos, somehow we are promised that we will have a regular year despite the fact that we lacked the mitzvah of blowing shofar. The Hasidish Rebbes explained it as follows. What would happen if a person... Uh, what would actually happen, they tell the story, is that a person came to a Rebbe and said, Rebbe, we've learned what a great event is caused in the heavenly spheres when the Jews blow shofar. In the Yiddish f- phrase that he used, there is a tremendous event going on in the heaven when a person blows shofar. So how this year can we just ignore this tremendous event? They say the Rebbe answered, it's true that there is a big Yerid. Let's call it, for our purposes, a wedding. It's like a major, major simcha. And a major simcha like that is created in the Shemayim when Jews blow shofar. So the Rebbe smiled and said, but 
it also makes a great yirid. It makes a great wedding, a great event, when the Jews listen to the Rabbanan, adhere to the words of Rabbanan who told them not to blow shofar. We are anxious to blow shofar. We look at the blowing of shofar as an inherent part of Rosh Hashanah, which reminds us of all many things, of the, of the sounds of crying, of the sounds of tshuva, of the sounds of the mother of Sisra, of the, of the, of the avos, of Yitzchak. So many things are there in the shofar. And we dispense with them all. Why do we dispense with them? Because of one thing. Rabbanan said, not to blow shofar. So the Rebbe said, you can't go to all the events. You can't go to all the Yerids. You can't go to all the weddings. Some of them you have to pass up. So this one is more important to listen to the Chachamim and not blow shofar than blow shofar. A person could ask a question. A, 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 perhaps it sounds uh, childish and naive, but a person might get up and say, I'd rather blow shofar on, on, on Shabbos. I know how important it is to blow shofar. It's such an important mitzvah say, and it, it really sort of makes my day Rosh Hashanah when I hear all the, all the sounds of the shofar and I think of all the meanings of the shofar. But I know Rabbanan said it's forbidden. I would rather fulfill the biblical law and fulfill the mitzvah of shofar and transgress the Rabbanan. So I won't fulfill this Rabbanan. I'll be over in Easter Rabbanan. If a person would say such a thing, I said it sounds childish and naive. How would we relate to that? Obviously, we try to explain that listening to the Rabbanan in this particular issue is more important than listening to, than blowing shofar. But perhaps the power of the Rabbanan even, is even stronger than that. When the Chachamim told you not to blow the shofar, they have the right not just to tell you to not to blow the shofar. Perhaps they said indeed that this year, even if you do blow shofar, there's no mitzvah. The Chachamim might have the power of removing the mitzvah from a possibility of fulfilling it, even if you would try to do it. This is based on a source which I'll mention briefly. The Gemara in the beginning of Brachos says that according to biblical law, a person can say Kriyashma until sunup. But the Rabbanon said a person may not read the Kriyashma after Chatzos. The question then was raised, what would happen if a person blows the shofar, where a person would say Kriyashma after Chatzos? And it's there, in the beginning of, of Brachos, there's a story about the children of Abin Gamliel who came home, and they told their father there, and said, Kriyashma was a little late, it was after Chatzos. So Rabbi Gamliel said, you know, if it's not sign up, you can still re- read the Kriyashma. So some people tried to prove from there that my suggestion is not valid. Really, according to biblical law, you should read Kriyashma until Chatzos, until the morning. Rabbanan said you can only read till Chatzos, but nevertheless, if you transgress the Rabbanan, read it afterwards. So Rabbi Gamliel told his children to read Kriyashma. However, a careful look at Rashi there might prove my point. Rashi says there that Rabbi Gamliel said to them, in a case where there was an onus, in a case where you were forced not to fulfill the mitzvah before chatzos. Somehow you were just too involved in a mitzvah or something else that you could not say kriyashma till chatzos. Then the Rabbanan did not make their law. But it would seem from Rashi that if a person intentionally did not say kriyashma until chatzos, he cannot say kriyashma after chatzos. Even if he would, it would seem that he does not fulfill the mitzvah. 
the Rabbeinu Yonah and others have discussed this point there in Brachos. Therefore, I said that this Shabbos, our mitzvah of shofar is expressed in the fact that we will not blow shofar, we will adhere to the laws of Chachamim, and know that the laws of Chachamim, in this particular case, are more important than fulfilling even this great mitzvah, this mitzvah that makes such a yirid in the Shemaim, but it's a greater mitzvah to listen to Chachamim, and perhaps, even if you would blow shofar, you would not fulfill the mitzvah.